everybody, and welcome to the Macaw Podcast Universe, the podcast that exists to prove people wrong when they say that sequels are never better than the originals. And we are currently in the middle of the Ip Man franchise, and last week we kicked it off with Ilram Choi, and this week we have another insane guest. When I got the email, I was like, this is kind of unbelievable. <laughs> um, we have, you may know her from Lady Blood Fight, Accident Man, uh, Female Fight Squad. She has, I think, a, a coffee table stuntman book. This is Amy Johnston. <laughs> Hi. Thanks Whoa. for the awesome intro. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> yeah, we are so excited to have you on. Um, we would love it if you could give us as much as you want to give us like a little background in who you are and what you do and all of that. Okay. Um, so I am a lifelong martial artist. I grew up doing martial arts. My father was um, like a martial arts instructor and kickboxing champion. So I grew up in that world, watched a lot of action films, and I always wanted to be in them. I, I looked up to people like Jackie Chan and Jet Li, as we all do, I'm sure. Um, cool. but, <laughs> yeah. but I definitely saw that there was kind of a... a missing part in, in women, there weren't as many women as I'd like to see. And so when I saw Michelle Yeoh and Crouch and Tiger, Hidden Dragon, I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to do that. Um, and so I came to Hollywood, started a, well, it wasn't a, a quick start by any means. It took me a long time to get into the industry. I started with stunts, um, but online YouTube fight videos before that, that started getting me work as stunts. And then I got into more acting and um, now I try to dip my hands in as many things as possible but that's the uh that's the that's the short version of of what i do at least cool that is way cool um yeah i i was introduced to you because i am a big fan of the um stuntman react videos on corridor crew oh yeah <laughs> those guys are awesome that's such a yeah. good uh good um video series they're doing because we're, yeah. we all we, we all miss like behind the scenes uh, Blu-ray, you know, extras where we get to see what's going on behind <laughs> yeah. the scenes. And like, so I think this really fills that void nicely. Yeah. yeah that's kind of like, we, we chose the series one. It's, it's in Chinese. Like we've done pretty much American and British movies. So it's yeah. like, it's time to do something different. And then also we've done Marvel. So it's like, yeah, there's action there, but not a lot, like no, like martial arts kinds of stunts. So that's another reason why we really wanted to do this. I mean, there is a little martial arts and you would know a little yeah. bit about Marvel and martial arts. I'm assuming. Am I correct <laughs> in that assumption? <laughs> yes, you are correct. Um, cause for the listener, um, you, you were the, like the main stunt double double for black widow in winter soldier. I was, yeah, there were two doubles. Me two, and Heidi, okay. Yeah, so we had two units, so two doubles, uh, me and Heidi Moneymaker. So, but I did double her, definitely. Um, that was a really, really fun job. That That is cool, too, because that is kind of side... We, we actually, when we covered that, we were a little lukewarm on the movie after having seen it a couple times. Um, although it is a great movie. I'm yeah. definitely not knocking it. But um, we... Uh, that does kind of mark like a change in how the fighting was done in the series. Yes, and definitely. so it's cool that you were a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. They, I think that, and that's like attributed to the directors. They really allowed the stunt team to just do what we do best. And then they took our previses um, that we shot for them, which is just, you know, us 
shooting the action and editing and how we think it should be done. Um, usually they never use it, but they pretty much used our shot for shot previses and just really allowed us to like do whatever we wanted. And so we got to play with a lot of hand to hand combat. Um, and uh, so I think that's definitely because of the wonderful direction from the Russo brothers. Dang. Awesome. That is so cool. Yeah. yeah. I just remember when I first saw it, it was, it was very, um, it was very drastic from what I yeah. was used to. Cause I'm, I'm also, we've, we've been discovering Jordan and I, that we actually are not super well versed in martial arts movies. Yeah. And I'm, I'm after watching these two <laughs> and I've been slowly watching a couple of Jackie Chan movies. I'm like, man, I need to make this more of a priority in my film loving. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Definitely. Oh my gosh. I will give you guys a, a giant list. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. We would love it. <laughs> okay. It would be like a Christmas present gift list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, um, let's let's dive right into the production. Um, as far as people involved in this movie, it is similar to the first Ip Man movie. So it's directed by Wilson Yip and uh, written by Edmund Wong. And um, oh, my goodness. My note cut off. I didn't have both of them written down. And Chan Tai Lee. Those were the two writers. Uh, music, again, by Kenji Kawai, who, just like the first movie, destroyed it on the music. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> love the music in these movies. Me too. Um, cinematography is Poon Hang Sang, um, who's done a bunch of Jackie Chan movies and oh, a lot cool. of martial arts movies. Cool. <clears throat> Again, not super well versed, so I didn't recognize a lot of them. I just saw Sweet Jackie Chan, and I thought, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, the movie comes out. Uh, oh my gosh, I really messed up on the notes. I'm definitely editing my my podcast here on this because I accidentally wrote that it came out in 2020, which is clearly it came out in 2010. You told me last night. Is that true? 2011. Like 2011. Okay, okay, you're just like nine years off. It's yeah, fine. not too bad. <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah, so I have. Okay, let me just double check. Double check though. So the, it, so in in China it comes out April 29th, 2010. Okay. So I was going okay. by the Chinese release okay. date. Comes out in the U.S. in 2011. Okay. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> it has a 12.9 million dollar budget domestically. Hmm. In the U.S., makes two hundred five two two hundred five thousand dollars. In the U.S., yes. Okay. Which I think for a movie that the first one didn't even come out in the U.S., that's right. like yeah, fairly decent. Yeah, right. Um, and worldwide, it makes forty nine point seven million. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad not, at all. Not bad at all. <laughs> it's just interesting that it didn't make that much in the U.S., but I guess that makes sense. I'm wondering if It Man 3 made more because um, we had Mike Tyson in it and America maybe yeah. watched it, but I, I thought it would make more in the U.S. That was interesting. Yeah, well, I, I just wonder if sometimes that comes down to subtitles. Like, that's just a lame excuse uh, unfortunately, people have I for think things. There is that. It's like, oh, I'm unwilling to make that leap, which I think it's changed a little bit as years go by. Mm. Although I, um, I will say I didn't even know about the series till like 2012. Um, not okay. that I was plugged into the Chinese film industry. Yeah. But I think because to answer your question, Amy, I actually did the research on Ip Man three in advance, and uh, that nice. one makes two point six million. There in the you US. go. Okay. Oh, okay. So I feel like it got its legs a little bit yeah. more. People know about it, and then as you said, Mike Tyson. Which, yeah, that, that helped. 
I've not seen that movie, and I am very interested as to yeah. how that goes down. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, it's it's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. It's worth a watch, I'd say. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, either way, the the thing we were talking about last night, Jordan and I, as we were watching it, because um, we had both never seen this one. I'd seen Ip Man one, but I'd never seen the second one. And we talked about how like th- one of the advantages of great like choreographed martial arts movies is even if the story kind of lacks in some spots, it's not like a movie where the story lacks and then you get to a bad choreographed action scene yes. and you're just bored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me, not to spoil everything I'm going to say, but I felt like the movie kind of dropped off story-wise when the boxer gets introduced, but you're still oh, yeah. seeing these phenomenal fight scenes yeah. so i'm like i'm entertained though <laughs> but I, I think that the story is still simple enough that it's you're not like oh my gosh this sucks like right. when, when it oh, comes no, to the story part it's still just like pretty simple the message is very clear i would say yeah yeah i think so too and you know i think it's i find it really hard with action films especially martial arts films to have like a good balance of of story and fighting because the audience either, you know, most of the audience that watches a martial arts film wants to watch action. But yeah. if you can, if you can make the audience care a little bit more about the characters, it'll work better. But sometimes people go too far in trying to get like a very complex story and then you don't even get the martial arts action and, and it doesn't work on either side. So it's kind of a, it's a really tricky balance. I find. That reminds me, that's kind of how we, we watched the foreigner with Jackie Chan, not that long ago. And that's how I kind of felt with that movie is there wasn't the story was very confusing. Yeah. And when there was action, I just felt like there wasn't enough. Yeah. It was like, oh, come on. He's he's Chan. Like, let him go crazy. Like, these <laughs> scenes should be like twice as long. Yeah, but there was so much exposition that it was a little like, I why does he care about this <laughs> yeah. stuff again? And why is he fighting? Yeah, it, that, that that definitely happens. Yeah, I have. I still haven't seen that movie yet. I watched some of his fights in it, but um, I don't know. Is it worth watching? It's, we were like before we saw it we were told by countless people that it was really amazing so okay. maybe our expectations were too high going yeah. into it yeah um because i just felt like there wasn't enough of jackie chan and then i don't know like there's, I, there's a little too much pierce brosnan not enough jackie chan that's how i, <laughs> that's would, what I would say um, but the action that was in there was really good yes for for how little there was oh, man. <laughs> i wonder if jackie's just finally tired and he's like no 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 you can cut this scene you know like is yeah. he, finally, yeah. is he yeah. finally tired he's broken all of his bones jeez he looks tired in this movie but that's mostly the character but maybe it's not yeah <laughs> we don't know okay so back into some of the the fun little trivia about the movie so this movie originally was intended to focus solely on the relationship between Bruce Lee and Ip Man as yeah. Ip Man is training him. But the Bruce Lee estate was like, no way, mm. not going to happen. We're not going to let you do it. And so I guess they were able to sneak by with like a cameo that so- sort of felt like a uh, like post credit scene in Marvel or something yeah. <laughs> at the very end. <laughs> and they huh. did like a huge casting call for Bruce Lee, the kid to play for him. the kid. Okay. Like, I guess, and and maybe, Amy, you can speak to this, but I knew that Bruce Lee was a big deal, but in researching these movies, I guess I'm finding out that, like, he's kind of, like, the national treasure, like, the guy for China, it seems like, because it seems every time he's brought up in these movies, it's a huge, like, 
kind of controversy about huh. whether they're going to do it, if they're allowed to. And I remember when Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came yeah. out, people were like, "There's a lot of pretty mad that, that Brad Pitt beat him." Yeah. <laughs> And how he was portrayed because he was portrayed as kind of like a cocky fighter, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, it's, it's always been a sensitive issue because there's a sensitive issue because there's so many Bruce Lee fans. And I love Bruce Lee. He was a huge impact in my life, but he was more of um, an actor and like a philosopher to me. He wasn't, hmm. you know, like the best cool. fighter in the world. Um, so there's a lot of arguments on that, <laughs> but he's great. Like without him, we probably wouldn't have a lot of the action that we do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause it, he, he kind of is like the rise of martial arts in the martial art movies in the common, like mind. Is that correct? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. Okay. 100%. Um, so they do this huge casting call. They cast that kid. Um, the director stated that this movie was much better in terms of character and story before it came out. Okay. I wouldn't Wait, agree with him on that. compared to the last one, obviously? Yeah. Okay. Because the last yeah. one is pretty pitch perfect. Yeah, you know? I think so, too. Um, and this this is awesome. So, uh, to me, this just, like, exemplifies the spirit of the movies themselves um, because reporters were invited to the set when Donnie Yen and Sammo Hung fought. Whoa. So that they could like witness this historic event of the, even though it's filmed, yeah. but it's like them fighting. And oh. there's all these reporters there watching. That's I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, come on this day and we'll, sh we'll show you. Yeah. We'll show you, <laughs> show you a special. fight. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, my last note uh, before we get to actors is that Donnie Yen, after this movie, was like, all right. I'm good. There's a lot of other Ip Man movies besides our two Ip Man movies, and I don't want to portray him anymore. Oh. So Trauma. I'll leave that lingering in the air because there are two more Ip Man movies starring <laughs> Donnie Yen. <laughs> Interesting. Huh. Um, yeah. yeah. The, the mean, plight of the actor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, money, money's always good. And, you know, yeah. if, if you don't have other jobs, it's probably easy to go back to do something you've like done a bunch of times, you know, and especially with people yeah. like Mike Tyson coming into the third one. He was like, ah, oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Could have been a bargaining chip that he was like, I'm out. He just right. yeah. pay me more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But just like testing them. Like, what are yeah. they going to do if I say yeah. that? Yeah. yeah just totally. Drop that. You know, but I'm, I'm glad he did. I'm glad he yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Def yeah. He's. I don't know what it would be like without him. Oh, yeah. yeah he people just. People would riot. Yeah. <laughs> I I am interested to watch the the Grandmaster though and see that portrayal of Ip Man. I, well, I have an interesting note on that that I discovered. Do. So that's the spinoff. Well, it's no, it's not. It's well. Uh, so there's a spinoff, which is Master Z. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of which oh, is one we're going to cover. What's the Legend is Born one? That's the one we're going to cover in two weeks. Okay, so the the person <laughs> who plays It Man uh -huh. is in this movie. He is what? so huh? Samo Com. Oh, Samo Hung. Samo Hung. Not. Not him, but like, so he's like a master, you know, one yeah. of the masters. So his like star pupil plays It Man and The Legend is Born It Man. Oh, according to IMDb, yeah. Oh, okay. That is not the one we're going to cover. Oh, sorry. so that is a part of a different <laughs> okay. series. That's really okay. interesting. Yeah. I've never, what, what was that movie called again that you said? 
the, so the legend is born, which I think the legend is like is born. It's the origin story of. Yeah, it's uh. it's very weird for both uh, for our audience. Uh, if in case you don't know, I actually had a small panic attack because we had <laughs> you booked and Ilram Choi booked, and I, I am very obsessive compulsive about how we cover our series and making sure it's release date and all that stuff. And I was looking at it, and then I see that there's like like eight or nine or ten movies and i'm like oh this is different than what i thought i yeah. thought we had the four Ip man movies in one spinoff and then i see there's a tv show and there's oh. the grandmaster and then there's uh-huh. the legend of Ip man is born but then i uh. found out that there is there's like th- two or three different series and then there's a tv oh. show in addition to that oh okay <laughs> are you guys gonna cover all of that we're just gonna cover this like quantifiable series okay cool. good call good yeah call. i feel the same way <laughs> maybe, maybe that'll be some good patreon content at some yeah. point yeah there <laughs> but, you go <laughs> that's that almost had a heart attack myself that yeah. would have been a lot when um, we we, ca- we gotta hit our our halloween scary series i know so it would have oh, thrown everything off <laughs> yeah we'll tell you afterward because we can't oh, yeah, we yeah. can't tell it for the podcast yeah, yeah of course secrets um, so yeah, so the guy who does play it man in the legend is born movie. So that's, uh, Yao Hang To, which character named K or that was part of his name. I thought it was interesting on his IMDb, like in his, his bio was like being known for looking a lot like Donnie Yen. And I'm looking oh, at his picture what? and I'm like, I don't see it, but okay. <laughs> like good for him to get another job, like in the, the yeah. series and stuff. <laughs> He was huh. very good. So like, okay. <laughs> and you're saying that was one of uh Sam's students in the film? Yeah, it's like his his like star star pupil win. Um so huh. like it man has yeah, his star I, pupil, that guy that keeps getting in fights. Like yeah. the yeah. first fight that he gets in with the other gang, yeah. like the leader of that gang is Wait, oh. the guy with like the goatee? Yeah, and the beanie. <laughs> look like oh, Donnie yet. He doesn't look like him at all. <laughs> no, he doesn't. But whatever. I guess yeah. it's good enough. <laughs> yeah, take it. Take it. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to start telling people that I look like Brad Pitt and see if yeah. I can start getting hired or sure, something. why not? <laughs> Try it. I don't know what you look like, so I'm just going to assume that you look like <laughs> Brad Pitt now. Just know it's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm glad my wife just said that you look good enough. That's That's going to make me feel good. Well, we're talking about Brad Pitt, Micah. Yeah, I mean, can we, we, gotta, we gotta be real here. That was a sweet yeah. thing for her to say, actually. <laughs> you know, good, enough, good enough is a good thing. That's yes. better than you could have... You know, there's a lot of other things you could have got. Good enough is good. <laughs> yeah, and we've talked about, Micah, you, your celebrity lookalike is Tom Hardy. Yeah, and so, I will take that. Yeah. I will take that. Yeah. yeah. You can't dispute that. Okay, but getting back into actors, <laughs> I didn't do a ton. I kind of hit highlights. And also... Amy, just so you know, when we cover actors who were like in the previous movie, we're not like covering them again. So like, I'm not going over Donnie Yen again. Okay. Um, but we have, I think I'm going to pronounce this incorrectly, but Zhao Ming Hung, who plays Wang Shun Liang, which is Ip Man's star pupil. Um, he is also in The Message, Escape Plan 2 Hades, which has Dave Bautista and Sylvester Stallone in it. It oh. looked really nuts. Hmm. Um it's got oh. Dave Batista. It's got to be at least somewhat good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think there were some explosions on the cover, so <laughs> it looked insane. Um, he's also in Mission to Milano, which looked like a fun spy uh, 
thriller and then just like overall a ton of action and a ton of fantasy ah good for him yeah and then samuel combo hung who is master hung yes uh he is also in a lot of action and fantasy as well and movies like my, well this isn't fantasy but my beloved bo- my beloved bodyguard which sounds like such an endearing movie it's about he's a retired bodyguard and he has dementia and he befriends this little girl and she because her dad's caught up in crime like gets kidnapped and he has to like find her like rescue her. oh that sounds cool it, and he looks like pretty old in it uh-huh i bet that's a good movie that sounds it awesome sounds good. it does sound um, pretty good yeah. And then he's also in Once Upon a Time in Shanghai, The Last Tycoon, and 14 Blades, among many other movies. And then... And he did do the the choreography in this movie as yes, well. Yes, yes. Okay. Not... And a lot. Yeah. yeah just focus ah. on the acting. Um, and then Darren Sh- Shalavi, who plays Twister, <laughs> the boxer. Oh, yeah. Um, he's in I Spy, Repo Men, the Watchmen movie as an extra, I believe. Also, Very cool. he's in Tomorrowland. I think also Whoa. an extra. Didn't really have like a name or anything. And then um and then he's just in a ton of TV stuff. And then the other um the British guy that was kind of running everything. <laughs> yeah. I did look him up and he doesn't have very much. Okay. Which is funny because I thought I recognized him. <laughs> but maybe I've seen part of this movie. I and that's where I'm from. He huh. made me laugh so much. He was fun. It was so yeah. I don't. I don't know if we talk about it now, but I agree. He made me laugh a lot too. Yeah, and it's like we, we talk about this so much on the podcast that like uh, you know a lot of a lot of an actor's performance really does come down to a director and the writing. And oh, I yeah. do. I mean, I could totally be wrong, but I feel like his performance is kind of. Um, it feels like someone who does not speak English is directing him. Okay. You know what I mean? Like like, he's just like so cartoony and over the top. And, um, but maybe since I don't speak, uh, I think they speak Cantonese in these, maybe, maybe they're being really over the top too, but it doesn't feel like that to me because I don't know the language. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, even his body was like everything that he did was just, (laughs) just too much. I mean, that definitely, you know, some. I, I I agree with you. It's definitely um, the director's job to kind of like tame that down. But maybe that's mm-hmm. what he wanted. Um, yeah, it was, ham it up. Yeah, it was super cheesy to me. When he oh. was in the cell and he's beating up the reporter, I, it, I'm not supposed to do this, but I just started laughing because he's this very like lanky man. And I, I in no way want to go into a body shaming thing, of course. Well, he just, he, it's he cool just, that like, he's tall. He looks kind of cartoony, <laughs> but, is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. and like the way, yeah. yeah, the way he's moving, I'm just like, I'm supposed to think that this is scary? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I I think that kind of goes into also, I don't remember, I don't think we brought it up in the last movie, but this movie and the last movie, like the overdub is like really intense. It's so funny. Both movies. And I watching it. I'm like, I forgot that this movie came out in 2010 slash 11. So I just was like, Oh, it's just a product of its time. That's what they did. And then you reminded me when this movie came out and (laughs) I was like, Oh, maybe this is just a thing then. Yeah. Is that like a styling choice or something? Cause I think of spaghetti Westerns, like the old spaghetti Westerns, they like overdub everything. Yeah. But why, 
Why do they do that? Uh, I can't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's cheap. I mean, because there's definitely films that make fun of that, like Kung Pao, Kung Fu Hustle and all those (laughs) amazing films. Um, But I think they just maybe they just didn't care so much for two because they knew that like America didn't care for it too much anyway. I don't know. I don't know. That's a really good point. It's so funny to watch, though. I rewatched some of it last night just to like remind myself of things. And uh, it is pretty hysterical (laughs) (laughs) i would i will definitely say the the british actor like overdub is definitely much worse yeah than than the chinese actors yeah because the chinese like i don't notice except for certain lines like close-ups and stuff yeah but the the british step and again that probably goes to like i know english so so i can hear that minutia of like that's not right what well a lot of it's like this doesn't sound like this person's in the same room (laughs) well yeah that's as the actor that's most of it (laughs) they're like in a vocal booth behind a big wall yeah (laughs) oh my gosh amazing yeah it's it's quite funny to watch that uh recently but still enjoyable yes definitely oh yeah i think the movie still hits pretty hard and um so Amy, could you tell us your experience with both this movie and maybe the what you've seen of the Ip Man series as a whole and what you think about it? So Ip Man 1 is definitely my favorite. It's uh, had the best fight scenes, like most understood story, simple to the point. Mm. Um, really love that film. Ip Man 2 is, is good. I watched it. Uh, I ended up watching it in like 2015, right before three came out because I was going to a premiere of it man three and I was so excited and I was like oh wait I haven't even seen two I'm a distress <laughs> and so I quickly watched it um but uh yeah so I had watched two in like 2014-15 um and then three and I that's that's all that I've watched but three is enjoyable as well I think I like three better than two um oh, okay. cool yeah just because it was a little more Americanized and a little bit different had some new faces yeah. in it um, but like, I love the series. I think it's so fun. And I love the camera work with the like exaggerated Wing Chun, uh, fight scenes. Like they're just always a blast to watch. Um, so I, I hold it, man, the first one close to my heart. And I always mm-hmm. recommend that to people. Yeah. It seems like a pretty easy, um, jumping off point for someone who may be unfamiliar to like Chinese and just martial arts in general. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good kind of like starter kit before you get into, you know. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, definitely a good one to start with. Yeah. Um, And so let's let's get into the movie. But before we do, I I actually had put down in my notes and I had forgotten. I wanted to ask you, Amy, I was looking through your credits and last night I finished playing this little old video game called uh, Jedi. Oh, my goodness. I'm forgetting what it's called. Star Wars Fallen Order. Yeah. And I see on there, it says Amy Johnston, uh, stunt motion capture. Yeah. And I saw that you have a ton of video game credits. And I know you talked about it in the Corridor Crew, but I would love it if you could shed some light on that a little bit, because that's so cool. Well, first of all, did you like the game? Oh, yeah. The game was great. It was so fun. Yeah. Super (laughs) fun. Um, yeah, I love, I love, uh, working in video games because people are always really, really cool. Um, so basically what I do for a lot of games is I go and do movement or like 
I'll do little lines here and there, but I basically portray different characters in video games um, when they need somebody with my uh, skill set. So a lot of martial arts. Um, for Star Wars Fallen Jedi Fallen Order, I did a lot of lightsaber stuff. Um, but basically, I get into a mocap suit in a stage with a bunch of little balls on me, um, and uh, they record my movement. And it's like the funnest world to be in because everything is just imagined. Um, you don't have like the set design or the people that you're working with. It's it's like all in your head. So it's a big giant playground all day, and it's a total blast. That's I would say motion capture is like the majority of my. Well, not right now, um, but in the past <laughs> few years, that's been the majority of my work. It's been nonstop and super fun. Yeah, that, that so sounds cool. cool. It sounds cool too. Like that, you what you really like about it is how imagined it is, and how you you do kind of have to imagine everything that is around you. Oh yeah, I love that. That's great. Yeah, it's super fun. Like uh, I'll come home and tell my tell my guy what I did during the day, and he's just like, "What." You did all of that? And I'm like, yeah. yes, I, I fought a tiger and then I fell off yeah. a cliff. And then I, you know, I was a little kid and I was throwing snowballs. And he's like, it's a, it's so fun and all over the place and um, just a blast. Man, that's cool. So, and one more, one more little thing, because this is just way too cool. Um, when, so when I'm playing the game, are you contributing to like the cutscenes or like the actual gameplay or both? Usually it's both for Star Wars Fallen Jedi Order. Uh, wait, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Sorry. <laughs> um, I mainly did the cutscenes, and then I there's definitely a lot of game mechanics that I did and certain movements. Um, typically for games that I work on nonstop, like I'm doing all of the body mechanics, they just have the voice actors do um, the voice. So like a lot of sure. people don't know, but the mocap actors are literally like uh, picking up things in the scene or doing the scene without the voice just to the voice. Um, like a lot of times we'll have the the voices uh, on a loudspeaker as we're doing the scene and we just oh. act out the scene. Um, like we're, we're walking, we're doing all the mechanics. Um, mocap actors pretty much embody the character and with different studios, um, they'll bring in the voice actor for certain scenes, but most of the time mocap actors are really, really the, the body that you're seeing all the time throughout the game. That wow. is crazy. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. shedding some light on that. And oh my gosh. Yeah. I must say if you, if you were any of the boss battles, you were pretty tough to beat and I had to switch it to easy mode <laughs> quite a few times. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Um, but okay, so let's get into Ip Man Two, um, which is called wait, it's Ip Man Two: Legend of the Grandmaster. I forgot there's a little extra the part of the title. Yeah. Um, so the movie begins with it shows some clips from the first movie, kind of refreshing you, a la an old Rocky movie might do. <laughs> and um, we see him again on the Wing Chun dummy. Yeah, which reminds me that the actor that becomes his pupil was not a martial arts guy and he but he like got a dummy and like went home and like he'd practice every night did? yeah oh wow that's cool oh he did so, a great job yeah yeah um and then basically he's because as we left off the last movie he had moved to hong kong fleeing from um the area where the japanese were kind of overruling the chinese yeah they correct? invaded yeah. yeah um and so now he's trying to open a school and he's getting no students and you can see, again, kind of like the last movie, him and his 
His wife, I think, is a, a they're they're both a little more understanding of each other this time. Yep. But um, you know, of course, she's like, you should probably figure this out. <laughs> and he's yep. like, I'm very nice and quiet. <laughs> and you're like, come on, you better get some students, bud. <laughs> yeah, but it is right. interesting, like starting from scratch when he had everything pretty much at the beginning of the last movie mm-hmm. um, because right. of his notoriety and all that. And then we have that first student comes in and he's like, you're a new guy. Let's fight. Yeah. And this is, I mean, I am not a, I, I, I wish I had some of this, this uh, like martial arts background or something, but I like the idea <laughs> I just love it in these movies where it's like, we need to have a fight. Yeah. And it's not like an emotional thing. It's like, it's time to fight. That's what we do. do. (laughs) This is what we do. Now it's time. You versus me. I like it. It's very, um, I don't know. It's almost anime. It's just very simple. Yeah. Like the battlegrounds of of people. Just, it's time to fight. We don't need an explanation. Let's do this. I love it. And that's why we're here. So we're glad that they're doing it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And of course, Ip Man hands it to him very easily. Oh yeah. And and then the guy's like, "Eh, I'm not gonna pay you, even though I said I would." See ya. And he comes back with a bunch of other students, and you know, just like in the other movie, what's better than one fight? Grab like two or three more guys, and let's right. keep this fight going. Yeah. <laughs> and it was funny that that guy asked him if he could fight ten men at once. When in the last movie, he fought exactly ten men at once. Yep. Like yeah. it's a legend or something at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it was it was interesting throughout this movie, though, especially when we get to that later fight at the fish market, because we had done that episode with Ilram. I was like, I noticed what he had uh, something I've never noticed in yeah. movies. I noticed like, oh, he's right. There are people in the background just standing there, not attacking. him. Yeah. 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 And. I'm assuming that, and maybe you can speak to this, Amy, like that seems to be like just kind of a common thing throughout this genre uh, whenever there's a big fight like this. Yeah, that's super common. That started a long, long time ago before Bruce Lee even, but it's um, it turned into something where, where people call themselves putties, like when they're in the background waiting to fight. Because if it's a <laughs> one person versus, you know, because the putties from Power Ranger, they just move around and you have to like keep the frame busy. Um, but if you're not mm-hmm. moving in the background and you're standing like people were in this film, then it's like, what are they doing? Why are they waiting? <laughs> and most of the time, it's okay if the camera's moving like crazy or if you're just so in tune with the action. But it's it bothers it bothers me so badly. Um, but it's hard. Like you have one person versus what <laughs> fifty people. I know. Um, it was and, <laughs> and so like you have to really make sure those people in the background are moving or it's choreographed so that it looks like they're not just standing there um but you kind of have to also just like be like eh, whatever it's movie it's fun yeah right. yeah but what what would you if, if you had the opportunity to like you know choreograph a scene like this is is there anything that like like quick tips that you'd be like i would actually do this and this to fix that or yeah is that yeah, not really well, I would probably like, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd be perfect at it, but definitely I would, I would add more movement with the characters. So like as, as Donnie and the character, as, as his other student or whatever, um, as they were running away and doing things, I would have, 
I would allow that to have to to make those people have more distance so that it looks like they're always traveling. Like I would take those moments and really exaggerate oh. um, the distance between them, maybe add like a bunch of chairs between them, add things mm-hmm. that that in the background you see them climbing over. I would also add in the choreography, um, Donnie Yen throwing more things at large crowds, uh, yeah. one, one person hitting another person, uh, tumbling, like making more interesting um lines and and shapes with the crowd in the background um and just like really doing anything i can to avoid that but i i also don't think that they care <laughs> like i don't think that yeah. it, that it mattered to them so much um but i definitely would have uh done all those things kept the distance tried to make more different shapes with the with the members in the background as well as told them to keep moving or maybe not be in my <laughs> shot um yeah. or or yeah. just play with the camera a little differently and maybe do more down shots, up shots. Um, yeah, I, I would avoid it at all costs. Yeah. <laughs> it is like the in that scene when he like throws some of the, I don't know, they're like fishnet things like yeah. on several people. Like it's like, yeah, it's like cool. Like you are bringing them into the scene. Like they are, it, you are causing things to change. Maybe do it a couple more times. Yeah, like yeah. constantly. And then... Yeah. Um, also, a lot of times, um, what I really enjoy is like, uh, like a back and forth with fight scenes. So, like, he'll hit one person in the face, kick another person, mm-hmm. like, kind of go back and forth as opposed to like four moves on one person. Like, I like to see yeah. a, a lot of like bouncing back and forth because that that makes it look more real. Like, if Donnie were to punch, duck, kick, and this was all with different people, it would also um, like make you not care about the people in the background as much because they look like they're right. shifting and moving. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's like, yeah. a lot of good insight <laughs> though. My only complaint is, um, you know, I would, I do need the Donnie and machine gun punching as much as possible. Oh, personally. of course. Of course. <laughs> Plenty of but, that. But those are the special moments and it's totally okay to have those moment, moments. Uh, yeah. We need those moments. <laughs> yeah. That's the magic. That's the, the machine magic. machine gun punching. Yep. I love, I love that you call it that. <laughs> yeah. Well, every time it's, you know, a, a, a good, a good action movie it has like fist pumping moments for me and th- every time he machine gun pumps whether i do it or not in my head i'm kind of screaming and i'm just like yeah 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 <laughs> yeah machine gun pumps i love that <laughs> so if it, it, you know the more next next movie you make if you can throw in some machine gun punches we would we would stand up in the theater and go that's Amy. She's machine gun punching. <laughs> It'd be for you guys. It would just be yeah. for you guys. Oh, wow. <laughs> what an honor. <laughs> um, okay. So back in it. Uh, so the students come, he fights them all. And then they're like, they, they do the, you know, hand over the fist and they go, please, 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 please take us as yeah, yeah, yeah. your students. And I, I think Johnny Yen's acting right here is really fantastic where he, he's trying not to be, too excited but you can tell he's like oh my gosh i finally got some students this is awesome yeah (laughs) and um but he's still patient he's still like they can't all not all of them can pay their fees and he's very patient with everyone and like probably too nice still yes but i feel like his character is just comes from such a big place of respect and understanding of other people where sometimes it gets him into not great situations. But I do like, you know, that's like really who his character is. And then like his star pupil is just a kid that's too impatient and will fight anyone for pride and honor. And that's what gets him captured and in the fish market. Yes. Yeah. And when 
when they're in the the fish market, he comes down and you know Donnie can just do it. I yeah. mean, with this, I I love how he just he's like, I I will speak to your master and we'll take care of this. And the guy's like, well, did you bring the ransom? And he just goes, I did not bring the ransom. Yeah. And you're like, okay, here we go. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm rolling up yeah. my sleeves and I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And um, we kind of just discussed that fight. I would say my favorite part of it is when he uses the swords. Yeah. And he flips them. Yeah. But when he has it on like the pallet and he's using it as a oh, shield, but he's yeah. still able to fight. Yeah. That was Very... really fun. Yeah. Well, because he like. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. I was just, it was reminded of the part where his people like jumps and kind of like rolls off of Donnie's back yes. with that palette. I was like, that's yeah. great. I want to see more of that. I love that. That's Me like too. Jackie Yeah. Yeah. And, and like the guy, so he's holding the palette and he kind of thrusts it at a guy who's also trying to stab him with those knives mm-hmm. and they get stuck. And then he flips it in the air and grabs it by the knives and starts using really the palette. Really cool shot. Which, come on. Loved that. <laughs> and there there's i feel like this movie had a lot more wire work in it i was it yeah. just felt like there was a lot more of those like flying kind of shots it definitely did and i think some people didn't like that because the first one was very grounded and you know um not so fly floaty um yeah. I, yeah. I i personally love the floaty wire work here and there because um it's just fun i i enjoy oh, I it. it like i'm not against it you like it Oh yeah, it just feels, okay. it just provides like a fantasy element, but it's just so subtle. I don't know if fantasy might not be the right word, but it's just well, like yeah, it adds like a fan- well, fantasy. So, you know, it's like martial arts are so like they're so ancient, they're so old, and they're still like you know being used, and it's almost like totally. harnessing the power. <laughs> yeah, of like yeah. the ancient. I love yeah. it. <laughs> well, yeah. And again, reiteration, I haven't seen a lot of martial arts movies, but one of my favorites is Hero, yeah. which has like so an insane good. element of fantasy in it. Yes. Yes. And that also has Donnie Yen in it at the beginning. Yes. Donnie That's Yen a is great everywhere. movie. That is a yeah. really good movie. And I yeah, I'm all about the floaty wire work. I'm, I just think it's so beautiful. Me too. Yeah. I'm assuming you have had the opportunity to do that in your films. Yeah. Um, you know, we didn't do wire work on like my films where I'm, you know, I led as an actress, the ones that you mentioned, but definitely with stunts, I've been on wires like crazy and with games. Um, and they're like the funnest things to do. (laughs) (laughs) They always look so fun. fun. Yeah. Like I, I think people would pay to like be in wires, um, and do some moves because it's just so fun. Like it's like a little, little theme park. Yeah, (laughs) little personal theme park in the air. Yeah, Yeah. I I love it. And I want to play more with like um, Eastern cinematic style of of floaty, floaty wire work. But I haven't really uh, been on a set to kind of uh, play with that as much as I'd like, um, because it's more Americanized, um, quick, jerky, uh, more realistic, grounded approach with wire work in in the US. So I haven't been able to play with like flying on trees or anything yet. Yeah, I, I I I feel like in in action movie like U.S. action movie history, you have like that point, the the born stuff where mm-hmm. like all everybody's like, yeah, everything needs to be cut like crazy. Yeah, and then that's like, you know, in born it works, but in a lot of movies it just is like this. Just looks like you don't have actors that are fit, and it's so just, frustrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it drives me crazy because. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Touched on a nerve. I, no, no. I, I just love being able to see two performers go at it. Um, and that's something I love about like Hong Kong cinema is they a lot of times like train the actors or the actors really know what they're doing. And so you can step back and have a nice wide angle with the environment and the feel and see the actual mechanics of what these people are doing and then go in for the tight close-ups to see the emotions as well. But yeah. like, like you said, it's just hard to follow. And um, when it's so choppy and cutty, you don't know what's going on. It might just be like a black blur of all these choppy cuts to make it feel frantic. Um, but like, if you just spend, ah, man, like 10 minutes with an actress or an actor to like make them feel confident in their movements and record that properly. It's so much better. It's so much better. Yeah. What well, and my my hope as a as a lover of movies is that with with the John Wick franchise that more mm-hmm. people will be like, yeah, we can do like longer shots and we yeah. can spend time with our actors. And Mission Impossible, of course, one yeah. of our favorites. Yes, um, so good. Because those have, like, the shots and the, you know, of course, I mean, I don't know how you feel about Tom Cruise, but we are, we love the man. And, uh, (laughs) you know, him just committing to these crazy, crazy stunts and doing them and stuff is crazy. But, of course, since you're a stunt person, you might be like, hey, that's my job. Don't take that away from me. No, no, I no, I'm. I think he's fantastic, and I'm super jealous because it's. Um, I I do more acting now, and so it's hard for me as an actor a lot of times for insurance purposes uh, to yeah. do all of my stunts. Like they still mm. need a stunt double there for me for insurance purposes, and it's like I just want to be like Tom Cruise, you know? I yeah. just want. Yeah. I just want. I want to do all of this. Um, but so I really look up to him and respect him, and um, he's awesome. Didn't he have to produce Mission Impossible for yeah. in order to do it? Exactly. So it's like exactly. may- maybe at some point you get to produce something. Yeah. And yeah. it's like you guys can't tell me no anymore. That's that would exactly, be awesome. That's literally exactly what it's gonna take. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm well, going for it. Cool. <laughs> yeah, we'll be there. We will go see it. Whatever yeah. it is. Oh, you guys are awesome. Whatever it is. Yeah, whatever whatever you never, you, you never know. It could be terrible. Yeah, but I mean, we got to see it now. Okay. Now, right, now right. we know you. It's like, it's like if she's producing, we yeah. got to go. Yeah. Ah, you guys are. <laughs> um. So now let's talk about. So Samo shows up and he's like, "You are basically an unauthorized martial artist, and you have to." With my favorite scene of the movie, you have to have this fight with all of the other teachers, and you wait until the incense burns down. And if you're still standing, you're you can be a master. You can yeah. teach martial arts. Yeah. yeah. And they show the room and there are upside down chairs everywhere and a very small uh round table. And you have to get up on it and fight. And already I'm like, come on. This yeah. is insane. What Let a this great be the setup. rest of the movie if it has to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah, the rest of the, the the next hour is just him fighting. <laughs> Um, I might but, have enjoyed that as opposed to like the the boxer thing. I would have been happy for it to stay there. But I know. I, I I agree with you. Yeah, because <laughs> I think the movie peaks right here. Unfortunately. I think so too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but so they have this crazy fight, and they're they're utilizing like like we just talked about the float. They're like kind of floating in the yeah. air, and and there's that insane shot where Samo and 
Donnie are fighting and they're running around the table as it is like wobbling. Yeah. <laughs> and they're fighting at the same time. Unbelievable. And they were doing your machine gun punching or whatever yes. you call it. <laughs> oh yeah, they were doing it for a while. For like yeah, for like a good minute there. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally the table breaks in half and and like they they both <laughs> shuffle it with their feet. Mm-hmm. and land on it uh, separate from each other basically signifying they are equals yeah to draw yeah and um love all that but uh donnie or ip man is like no that doesn't work for me i don't want to pay these fees basically insinuating that these guys are kind of corrupt a little uh-huh. bit with the society because they're in league with the police is the impression i got or like the british government yeah something yeah. like that yeah um i feel like this they could have maybe explored a little bit clearer or maybe well, i just missed I mean, it or something. i don't know if you were like chinese watching it you might understand a little bit better like i don't really know if after world war ii like the british uh government or military was still kind of like had it as a territory in some ways wait yeah this place place in hong kong yeah in the 50s i think it is a british yeah uh, Brit- territory yes i think it was it okay is. it is until like 1997 i just found that out so, okay. That is why. So everyone that would just be in the public conscious. Yeah, I think. Oh, okay. I think so okay. I, I'm assuming if, and especially if you live over there, I think you wouldn't really be questioning it. I'm assuming. Mm. But mm. so it, I mean, it'd probably be the same as like if you have a movie take place in the '70s and someone's like, "Yeah, they're off to war and it's not going well." As an American, you'd be like, "Yeah, Vietnam." Yeah, I mean. got it. You yeah. don't. You don't need okay. to tell me. <laughs> right. Okay. I so, think it's kind of the same thing. That's probably a complaint I will now revoke because you helped me understand it. (laughs) I will say I really like because, you know, it man, you know, sees them as corrupt. They're like basically taking money away. That's not theirs. But you also do with Samo, like understand that he's also in a tight space. Like he doesn't want to be doing this either, but he's kind of, he's been sucking it up and just doing it because it is like the government or the military. Like you just, this is something you just do. So I think it's, you sympathize with him too. And then in the movie, when it comes time for them to like it man and Samo to kind of like work together to beat the boxer, like join forces kind of in terms of solidarity. Yeah. You know, it's like, ah, this makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. I thought they did that pretty well. I think um, so too. Yeah. Um, and then, should, should we kind of there, there's a bunch of business with his students and they the lease gets canceled and so things are looking grim for the the ip family yeah but uh then there's like this boxing match that they keep talking about yeah now i have been dying to ask you this question ever since we watched it and i'm sure this is like a crazy debate so i might be opening a can of worms but does a boxer have like any chance at all against like a mixed martial artist I mean, if they're in a boxing match, yeah, the boxer will win. You know, it's just like yeah. uh, Floyd okay. Mayweather or uh, I'm sorry, uh, Conor McGregor versus Floyd. Uh, if you guys watch that fight, it's like boxer versus uh, MMA. Um, but if you're in a boxing match, the boxers are going to win. If you're in a real fight, the MMA person will take you to the ground and it'll probably be over. So like realistically in a street fight, uh, somebody who knows more than one discipline will most likely um if trained properly when cool that that's good because we were and watching it and, and like having seen the first it man and just knowing he's untouchable and all that it's like would this really have happened yeah like in terms of him like... struggling or whatever but of course in in his fight they kind of like 
they won't let him do certain things. So, right. Uh, the whole the whole boxer versus like Wing Chun Donnie Yen um, hero person, you know, like it. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't quite. Uh, it didn't work so much for me. It was it was an interesting choice they made, and I'm glad they tried to do something different. But like the boxer has gloves on and then, you know, Donnie Yen and Samo are just, uh, you know, doing their regular stuff and it doesn't really fit. Like the choreography doesn't go well together because the yeah. boxer's just being big and broody and standing there. And um, it's just not as like dynamic as we usually see from uh, Samo and Donnie. So it wasn't my favorite, but it was still enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was still like fun. I don't know, like interesting. I, it didn't have the heart of well, like the first movie. Like this was the part of the movie where I'm like thinking of the first movie. And in the first movie, he's like literally fighting for China's honor, like against yes. the Japanese, like that yes. is always going to be more impactful than him fighting a British guy for like basically pride. For, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. though it's still fun and interesting, it's just like not, it's not the same. And I don't even, I'm not even saying like, I don't even think they were trying to make it as epic. Maybe mm -hmm. they were. I don't know. But yeah. It, it also, I, I, like when Samo gets killed in the boxing match, to me, I feel story wise, like it, it was kind of just a waste. Like it, it felt like it was um, just a means to an end so that Donnie Yen would have to fight him. Yeah. It didn't really yeah. feel like it drove the story forward. I yeah. agree. And I agree. also he was so cool that I was I was just personally upset that he died. <laughs> he was very cool. Yeah. Sam was always like super cool. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. It was kind of like checking a box so that Donnie would, uh, you know, have to fight the big bad guy. But it's OK. Yeah, it it's got him fine. in there, so I guess sure. Yeah, whatever, whatever gets Donnie to fight. Yeah, let's do it. You know, I kind of feel like yeah. though he could have just been beat within an inch of his life, and that would have been enough. Yeah, but yeah, I agree. Sometimes, um, like in storytelling, they tell you like once you're done, once a character has reached its usefulness, you kill him off. <laughs> but it, it still would have been useful because Samo wouldn't yeah. be able to have a rematch and so Donnie would have to fight and then you know they'd be able to be friends at the end and like join forces and have their schools like each other or something like it yeah. still could have worked oh that's a movie I would have rather I liked that a sure. lot more <laughs> yeah. thank you yeah I would have yeah. I would have too <laughs> um yeah because as far as I could tell I did a little bit of research it uh I feel this movie is like not really that any sense of historical accuracy okay um it's just kind of like he had schools around this time so they're like let's just go crazy but with he, that. it might not even have been difficult for him to get students like you didn't even see oh, that i i don't know about that but i don't think i think the boxing match is like totally made up and oh, like yeah. the samo guy i i'm pretty sure he is made up as well okay i'll do a little more research so in a future episode i could i could yeah you know outline which i'm okay with again i've said this on this podcast i'm okay with bi uh, biopics taking liberties because when they play it too straight it's really boring so i'm not faulting the movie for that but maybe make a f more fun ending <laughs> yeah 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 it was still fun it's still enjoyable but definitely the first one was just so much better in my mind yeah yeah same um and then and then it kind of ends with so donnie yen defeats the boxer and I do love when he starts hitting his biceps. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> Those that looked that I didn't I, I could feel that a little bit when I was <laughs> yeah, watching I like that. that. <laughs> um, and then when it ends, he kind of does the like Rocky speech at the end of Rocky four, where he's kind of <laughs> like, communism is bad, but we can all vote. Come on. You know? <laughs> it's it's that similar thing where he's like, 
we maybe one day we can all learn to love each other and it was a little I, I even saw when I was looking up stuff for the movie that that other people did compare the ending to oh, Rocky really? IV. <laughs> oh wow. I like it. It is like uh you know, in Rocky Four Apollo Creed gets killed and that's why he has to fight the like big does bad Russian. The Russian guy beat him. Yeah, he kills oh, Apollo Creed, and okay. then Rocky's like, "I'm gonna go beat him." So, <laughs> what? story wise, oh, wow. <laughs> it's kind of just that whole ending scene is a little like, okay. Oh. I mean, I've seen Rocky Four, so <laughs> that's oh, interesting. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't put that together. <laughs> yeah, but well, um, <laughs> there yes. you have it. Excuse <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> me. I mean, so. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, what was your guys' favorite, like, from a non-martial artist standpoint, what was your favorite martial arts moment or fight scene throughout this film? Like, what was something that stood out to you? Go ahead if you have it. Or most memorable. Um, I loved when the first guy jumped up to fight him on the table. And he did, I'm guessing, totally guessing, which is what you said, Jordan, a praying mantis style. Just because it kind of looked like it, but... Yeah, and it, and it's kind of like these strange movements that I had not, not really seen before, so I was like, this is cool. And then, of course, I think the peak is him and Sammo fighting, which is maybe tiger style? I also got... said that because it looked like he was like a tiger, yeah. but I don't know. And it was... <laughs> I like when... I, I One of the things I really love about these movies is the showcasing of the different styles, because even as a non... Like I really don't understand martial arts really at all, and I feel like they ha they have it set up enough that you can actually see a lot of differences in the fighting, which is really yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, I think that's always really important for kind of like for character growth and understanding. When you see that person, they need to be doing something different, and they would be uh, trained in different styles. So I agree. I think they did that really well with this film and um i also love the table fighting scene with samo i mean that's definitely yeah. the best definitely the best part for me i wonder if like they're like okay we can't end the film here so let's do what rocky <laughs> yeah. four did i know and let's just, I, like <laughs> <laughs> I felt like the part like because you know this is like middle of the movie kind of this is also my favorite part in terms of okay. the action yeah. but um I, I was like there's like an hour left like is he gonna lose what is this movie mm -hmm. about? Because I yeah, I thought no he was gonna idea. lose there too. Because there was just so much movie left. So then when he didn't, it's like, so what is gonna happen next? <laughs> yeah. Right. That's such, yeah, that's such a good point. Like usually the structure of a film is like you know you meet the you meet the hero or the character and then something bad happens and then yeah. they need to do something to finish it for the rest of the film. But this one was like he had little issues throughout. He was building a school and then. Um, the main issue began after like <laughs> more than half of the movie was already taken place. Right. Like the big battle, like the big yeah. thing that was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like in the, in the last movie, it was a much more through line because world war two was happening. So like, mm -hmm. you know, being like knowing generally what world war two was and what happened, you can be like, okay, I can kind of see where the movie's going. Yeah. Because of a major world event. This is like, not a major world event. It's just a boxing match that happened to happen. Mm -hmm. Is kind of how it feels. <laughs> yeah. So you guys like the first one better as well? Yes. Yeah, definitely, definitely like yeah. the first one more. Yeah. It's just, I feel like the, the story is just better. I, I will say that I think some of the action is definitely cooler. Like I enjoyed more the like in the first movie him and the like thug fighting for the first time in his home which we didn't mention he's in this movie and they're friends this time yeah and i love that i like that story that development fun. yeah yeah that but, was cool 
like that that first fight in the first movie it's like that that was a little bit more enjoyable like especially because that guy's using a sword and he's just using like a feather duster thing like yeah, yeah. some of it's just also a little more like comical and visually stunning in terms of the, what's used and what's affected around them mm-hmm. is kind of how i would say it that's but, a good point yeah yeah but the second one's fun. good too i didn't get like bored or anything oh no not even means. close no no it's yeah. hard to get bored because there's a fight scene every like <laughs> i know <laughs> every 10 minutes you know he must yeah. fight now right well and and it's you know there there's it's it's just such a difference between like a which I've, I've only seen clips from like Taken 3, which has like a thousand cuts every second. Mm. And, you know, it's like, well, that's boring. Like, uh, even though it looks like it's action, that's boring. And I'm assuming the story at one point we'll cover that series, but I'm assuming the story kind of falls apart by three. But this is yeah. like, even if the story sucks, these guys are just artists. And <laughs> it's just amazing watching artists do their art at like the highest possible level. Yeah. Yeah, you made such a good point earlier that like the story doesn't even need to be good as long as the <laughs> yeah. action is good. Because if the action is bad and the story is bad, then you're just failing on both parts. But the action is super fun. So yeah, very, and very I, enjoyable movie. Yes. And I think Donnie Yen, his acting is so good, too, because he always feels like he's being respectful of others. And like yes. when he's talking to his star pupil about like, like, I don't know if he's specifically talking about Wing Chun or about martial arts as a whole but it's like you need to be neutral in all things because he's telling him like you're too mm-hmm. emotional about it and you you see that in donnie Yen's fighting like totally. that he is yeah. just being like calm cool and collected very, he's, yeah. he's the coolest cucumber ever like <laughs> yes he is. so i mean yeah he doesn't even sweat <laughs> yeah no he's you heard it here folks it, it, he is the coolest cucumber <laughs> He is all all martial artists want to kind of like have that cool Donnie Yen moment where they're just standing and blocking something or doing the machine gun punch and just be yeah. epic and not even blink about it like just too cool. Yeah. See, I'm I'm very excited because you said machine gun punch enough that I think it's that stung. it is in your it's brain. Stuck. Oh yeah. That's, <laughs> and, and so Oh yeah. And if I ever choreograph for it, I'm going to tell everyone, "Okay, we're going to machine gun punch here." <laughs> and, yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is this is dream come true i'll give you credit though i'll give you credit don't worry yes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so well what was your favorite fight though because we answered and then we got to know oh, what me? you thought um yeah oh definitely Samo. um because <laughs> like those two are both epic martial arts stars and anytime they fight is a huge moment I, I don't know how many times they fought in different films, um, but I definitely remember a few. Like Kill Zone is a really good fight scene if you, between them. Um, oh, cool! Yeah, and they're always just uh, amazing to watch together. It is very epic. Um, but that whole the whole creativity of being on the table and the camera work and of mm-hmm. of all the like drama that was going on with almost falling off the table and and flying off and um how they did the draw like that was uh that was very creative and fun and i definitely loved that fight scene i'd love to recreate it but um yeah i need, I need wires a table and a bunch of people <laughs> <laughs> right yeah and a lot of stools oh my is, gosh is, so many stools yeah is michelle yo still around is that her name yeah that is her name uh she is still around she i don't know what she's up to these days um, but she definitely still works. And I think she was on a TV show a few years ago. I'd have to look it up. But she's around. She's she's still doing things. 
Because right. what we need is we need Amy Johnson versus Michelle Yeoh on the table. That's oh my gosh. That's what we need. <laughs> Can we do that? Can we make a petition to do that? Just, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's. I mean, that's Ip Man too. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, do do we have any final thoughts on the movie? Each of us. People should watch it. <laughs> yeah, all of these movies are on Netflix, so there's no reason yeah. to no, not watch not. it. Yeah, definitely worth a watch, and uh, I think is a good time now to to watch fun, non realistic films. You know, just kind of like yeah. break ourselves out of the reality of what's going on right now here and there. Um, so definitely worth a watch, and. Um, Maybe make your own martial arts films after this. Maybe it'll inspire yeah. people to kind of like do their own thing That'd and cool. start machine gun punching each other. That yeah. sounds and very I- violent. <laughs> we get it though. <laughs> but it's it's the respectful violence. The respectful right? sure. violence. Yeah, let's yes. go with that. The beauty and the chaos. Yes. So um, could you hit, I, I know off mic you had said, I'm going to send you a list of martial arts movies, which I cannot wait to receive from you. But... Uh, could you maybe hit like five must watch movies for our audience that like if they enjoyed these, they got to watch these other five? My goodness. OK. Um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, for sure. Um, that, that's Ang Lee, right? Yes. Yes, okay. it is. A beautiful film. One of my favorite films. Um, Jackie Chan. I would do like Drunken Master. Um, uh, some Bruce Lee films, maybe like Enter the Dragon. Um, maybe maybe an Ungbok film, maybe the first one, um, and then mix oh, it up. Oh yeah, yeah. And then we just learned about him. Oh, you <laughs> yeah. did? Oh my god, really? Tony Jaa. Well, we right? Tony ja. well, not just. It's been like probably a year, but we still have yet to watch that movie. Yeah, we've oh, just watched scenes on, on YouTube yeah. that yes. that crazy one shot oh, where well, he's walking up the hotel room and like we, throwing people off almost, the balcony. Yeah, we we considered doing it. This that a series of his but then we were kind of thinking of our audience and it's like we want to do something that we know like people will watch right now yeah and then, like in the future once it's more established and all that like do that oh one. my gosh because yeah. i really wanted to do that one he's amazing you like if you enjoy people flipping off of elephants and doing like jumping yeah. crazy heights like it's it's he's incredible <laughs> Can't the wait. he does are amazing um and then hmm, gosh how many have i said so far five like four, four five. okay maybe yeah, maybe, four. maybe maybe do like a shaw brothers film have you guys seen any shaw brothers films no no okay um maybe look at like uh, what's a good one um start with maybe look at all of them and see what looks interesting or just watch yeah. a few like clips of things um, uh-huh. because this is kind of really where like Hong Kong cinema started is with the Shaw brothers. They started cool. doing, um, they started getting a lot of actors from the, the Chinese opera. One that you should watch. I will put this on the list is five deadly venoms and that's a Shaw brothers film. Okay. Um, okay. Great. So, so now I'm good with my, my five. I can, I can continue. Love um, uh, the film that the thing that I would recommend of, of what I've done, like my, my favorite thing that I've done is called the gate. It's just a short film that was supposed to be a feature film um but it was with one of the guys from the raid films and so we did oh that's another you guys should watch um but i really enjoy that that's on youtube you can just find the gate and then um if you want to watch like a fun action film lady blood fights on netflix um yeah maybe those two cool well we will definitely jump on all those and the listener should too yeah 
Yeah. Um, thank you so much for being on. This well, was like you. a huge honor. Yeah. And gosh. we're just so thankful that you took the time to hang out with us. Oh my gosh, I had a blast. You guys are wonderful to hang out with. So, and I have a new, um, new little choreographing word. Anyways, now I, I learned a lot. Yeah, machine gun <laughs> punching. So. We had fun, and we learned something. Today. Yes, <laughs> it's very educational. Yeah, no, it was a blast. Thank you guys for having me. And uh, if you have anything you'd like to plug, plug away. Plug away. Um, yeah, I'll just plug my book that you guys mentioned earlier. It's called How to Stunt in Hollywood. So if you are interested, if anybody listening is interested in the action world of cinema, um, it's a it's a good book, I think. I'm pretty proud of it. I, I, um, I basically got a lot of the top stunt professionals and professionals in the action industry, and I interviewed them and sat down and really dive, you know, did like a deep dive into what it takes and a little bit more about them and their mindset and how they're able to, um, you know, do what they love for a living, make, make a career out of it. And I think it's inspiring for people who want to get into the industry or just want to know a little bit more about stunts. So, um, it's on Amazon and it's in all different forms and audiobook and everywhere that you can find those. So, um, yeah, if you're interested in that, I think, uh, think, I think that'd be a good plug for me to give you. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. awesome. We will definitely put, we'll put your uh, Instagram in our show description and also that book. So listener, you can just scroll right down and you can click either one of those two things and then hang out it. with Amy, you yeah. know, in a way, not yeah. like us. We, we actually <laughs> got to hang out with Amy and you should be jealous of that. Wow. Maybe Jeez. I shouldn't treat the audience like that. That doesn't seem smart. <laughs> Don't be mean to our audience. <laughs> They're here supporting us. Yeah. Yeah, this is stupid. I take back what I said. I love all of you. Love you all. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for listening, everyone. Don't forget thank to go you. to patreon.com slash Micah Get music, get uh, podcasts, the whole extra stuff. You know the deal. And uh, we'll see you next week when we cover Ip Man 3. Bye.